What up, everybody? This is Daryl Woods with the Master Your Day, Master Your Life podcast, where we deconstruct the day of the exceptionally successful so that you can learn the secrets of mastering your 24 hours. And today, we have an exceptional guest, Rosine Johnson. Rosine is an energetic, innovative, results-oriented executive leader, passionate about building strong communities and improving the lives of girls, children, and persons with disabilities. She's been recognized by the Orlando Business Journal as a top 40 under 40 business leader. She's also been named by Orlando Sentinel List, 10 people that make Orlando a better place. She's been appointed by Governor Rick Scott as a Valencia College Board of Trustees. And there's so much more. But ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce my friend, Rosine Johnson. Thanks, Daryl. Oh, my gosh. Thank you very, very much. I'm excited to be here and very humbled by your introduction and all of that. And wow, I guess I really am busy. I didn't... (laughs) You are. I didn't realize that. Yes, you are. <laughs> you're so you're very busy. I, I don't know how you fit it on one day, but we're going to find out today. To me, it's obvious. It's obvious that you've gained a level of mastery over your life, which means you've learned how to master your day. I'm pretty sure you didn't get here overnight, right? So tell us, what was that pivotal moment for you when you began to take your day serious? Well, again, thank you so much, Daryl, for allowing me to be here and to share. Um, You know how much I um, just enjoy you and what you bring. Um, You are such a phenomenal um, motivational speaker and just such a phenomenal um, person in life. I've seen you do such incredible things, traveling the world, inspiring the masses. So it's truly my honor to be here today and for you to ask me about my day because um, I get tips from you about how you master your day. (laughs) Well, thank you so So, much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. um, I I think for me, to answer your first question, um, I think for me, the pivotal moment came when I needed to master my... I I think our life is made up of many moments, right? So I can remember times in high school when there may have been a certain goal that I wanted to achieve and, you know, you had to get up early or at that time I was working, you know, when I started making better decisions at high school, I was leading our school newspaper. And so that was really important to me. And there were certain sacrifices or things that I needed to do in order to be able to do that while still holding a job. And so that was when I started I think really understanding how you start setting up your day will determine how much you can get done in a day and wow. how you can fit in the things that really matter to you. So that started in high school. Now that I kind of think about it in hindsight, wow, I think the moment that it became pivotal, though, was actually when um, I was at work one time. And at that time, I was leading the Michigan State University Child Development Center and I got really sick at work and I didn't know what was going on. And so, I mean, sick to the point of I literally thought I was having a heart attack. I think I was maybe 28 years old. I mean, I was really young at that time. I was 28 years old. And I'm like, there's no way on God's green earth I could be having a heart attack at 28 years old. But what I ended up finding out was, thank God, it was not a heart attack. I you know, went to the hospital on campus. It was not a heart attack. I was actually having um, some serious digestive problems and stomach issues that felt like a heart attack because of the pain. Wow. What the doctor told me was, he said, you are under so much internal stress, your body can't handle it anymore. Jeez. 
And I didn't realize that you could actually get to that point. And so that I think to answer your, your question was the pivotal moment when I realized, okay, whatever I'm doing is not working and I'm carrying around stress that I could begin to relieve if I restructured my day. And that was when I really started changing things for the better. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I mean, there's so much she just said in that. First of all, she said there's multiple pivotal moments in, your, in our life, and it is so true. Um, and I'm sure she can give several more pivotal moments where she began to take her day serious. And I found the same thing in my own life, right? There's there's moments where you just have to get better with your day, right? right. And then sometimes we we hit um, a, like just a, a a huge moment where it's like life or death. And it sounds like in this case, it was life and death for you. Um, and for some people, it might be a literal life and death, or it might just be you know uh, metaphorical life or death. For but for you, it was literally life and death. So how did you feel? when you were sitting in that, that um, doctor's office, when they, when they gave you that, that diagnosis? It was, it was surreal because, I mean, this happened when I was at work. I, I, I literally was walking down the hall to my office. My business manager came out to me at the time. I was slumped down the wall. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, but I can see exactly, I see this vision of, you know, of how it happened. And it's, you know, just talking about it brings back that memory. And she said, we've got to get you to the hospital. We've got to get you to the doctor. And so sitting there, it just really made me think about how I wasn't making myself a priority. And I think sometimes when you're in a helping profession, I've been in nonprofits ever since I have really, you know, come out of college and started working. And so everything I've done has always been in the helping profession. So you get so caught up in helping others that you don't end up taking time for yourself. And I had to learn that lesson that day that it's not selfish for me to take care of me because I can't take care of anybody. I can't help anyone else if I haven't taken care of myself first. Wow. That's a major nugget. Um, you got to take care of yourself first. Like, like she said, you, you can try to give and try to serve. You can try to give your all for your, for whatever career that you're in. But at the end of the day, you are the one producing that. I have a saying that I say, you know, it's not about time management, it's about heart management because at the end of the day, that's good. Time doesn't produce this. Your heart produces over time. So if you don't learn how to take care of your heart and take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to produce on a high level. So thank you for sharing that, Miss Rosine. That, that was amazing. But now now you're to a point where you, you have mastered your day. So we just want to walk through the audience. Like, what is the day and life of Rosine Johnson look like? I mean, from the from the time you open your eyes until you go to sleep, like walk us through your day these days. <laughs> well, you know, I think we're constantly mastering our days, at least for me, because, um, you know, you said something so powerful and I wrote that down. So I'll keep that nugget of it's not time management, it's heart management. And I think as you go through life and you have new goals or you have new things that you're doing, your priorities in life begin to change, right? And so then that means that you have to make some adjustments to areas of your heart so that you can fit in those things that are most important to you. And so that's why I think I'm constantly mastering my day and doing that because sometimes your priorities in life do change. And so for me, when I wake up in the morning, I usually, I have decided to fight against the fact that I'm an early morning person. 
I think that was also a pivotal moment in my life because mm-hmm. I tried, I mean, I tried in college. I was the one in college. Like I could not hang. Like I couldn't do the <laughs> 1 a.m. I could not. Like I was the one like, please get me home. Yeah. Like I don't understand how you people are still up to four o'clock in the morning. Like we have class. Like who right. does it? <laughs> so I just, I, I couldn't. And so what I found out is that those sweet morning hours for me, without an alarm, I know this sounds so weird. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed or whatever, without an alarm, I literally, my eyes pop open between 4.30 and 5 a.m. Wow. Um, and so at first I was like, what is happening? And then I'm like, I'm my father's daughter. My dad was just, he had the same like built in DNA. It didn't matter what he was doing. This man was up at 4.30 in the morning. And so, um, that happens for me. And so, um, I take that as, okay, Rosine, you need to start your day. And so usually that starts with, I haven't quite mastered jumping up completely out of bed <laughs> by 4.30, yeah. <laughs> but my eyes are open. And so typically what I do, I do try to take some time then to actually start in um, a brief meditation, whether it's just honestly sitting up, closing my eyes, thinking through my day, thinking about my gratitude and then using that as fuel because then that helps me get up. And so usually I'm up between about five, um, about five o'clock. I get up then here in Florida, it's usually still dark outside. So depending on the day, I don't necessarily get outside right away, but being outside in the morning is really important to me. So, you know, whether it's taking a short walk, whether it's actually doing exercise outside, being outside energizes me and that helps me prepare for my day. There's mental benefits of of just that as well, um, particularly for kids. And so having been a teacher, I always think about how that helps stimulate the brain. So getting some outside time is really important for me. Then I generally get my, um, I take some time in my journal. I, um, you know, being coached by Dr. Stacia Pierce and Ariana Pierce, you know, just just two amazing women that I love and adore dearly and follow dearly. They always teach about the power of that 15 minutes and that quiet in the morning. And I think that's why the morning time is so precious to me. So pulling out that journal with my coffee or with my lemon water and really just sitting there and taking 15 minutes to visualize not only my day, but to visualize the goals that I'm working on and writing down what comes to me, taking that time to pray and really writing down what I hear. That has been very, very important for me personally and also in business. And so then, you know, you get, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That, that, um, so everything you just said, listeners, I want you guys to just pay attention. She just gave literally a whole day in the morning. Um, There's, there's some people not you guys, but there's some people who won't do all that literally an entire day. But she's getting all this done within a morning time block. Um, so that that's just amazing. And I, th- I think um, I want to just touch on one um, spe- specific thing that you talked about is the benefits to kids. Because um, I know this is something that you're super passionate about and just um, the importance of kids getting outside in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just overall, I mean, because right now we're living... In 2020, I know it's going to be people listening to this after 2020, but right now we're in 2020 and we have, you know, COVID-19 going on. And and a lot of kids have been 
stuck in the house for you know hours on hours don't go outside especially if you add on the the fact that they're on their cell phone even when it's time to go outside um i mean just can you just talk on that like why why is it so important for kids just to get outside um particularly in the morning but even throughout the day oh absolutely absolutely it's it's very important for children to get outside because um being outdoors not only boosts immunity Um, It also boosts brain power. And what happens when you're outside, your brain has to utilize a different level of function, two different sides of the brain. Right. So you have left side and and, and right side. And so typically um, your your left side of your brain um, tends to be very, very facts oriented, very um, educationally or cognitive oriented. That's that's your numbers. That's your logic and all of that. Right side of the brain tends to be more creative, tends to be more free expression. And that takes a totally different way that the wiring of your brain is utilized. So when you're actually going outside, you're tapping into, yes, the right side of your brain because you're you're taking in the sounds and the feelings and the senses and all of that is connected to that right side. But when you're also outside, you're using that left side of your brain, too, because your logic is kicking in of, okay, let me make sure there are no threats here. Let me make sure I can keep myself safe. When you think about a kid playing on a swing set or climbing up one of those little monkey bars, they're actually using both sides of their brain at the same time. That's why it's so powerful being outside. And so I am a huge proponent of that because we know it, particularly in young children, that brain development time, those years between zero to three, and then that pivotal time between five and seven, a lot of that brain of that child is primarily formed in those years. Wow. And if there are any aspects that are missing, not connected or struggling, I'll use those terms, makes it really hard for kids to catch up in traditional things that you see. So these then become the kids that may have a struggle with reading, may have a struggle with math, may have some difficulty really understanding what's being communicated to them from the class or from their parents. And a lot of that is really connected to they just haven't tapped into the power of the brain. And it's something as simple as going outside, breathing in the fresh air, playing outdoors and allowing that brain to operate on both sides. So that's why it's so important. Wow, I mean that's a major, major nugget. Some I didn't, I didn't even know that. Um, I don't have kids yet, but that's something I would definitely keep in mind to get them outside. Because sometimes we think kids going outside, you think they're wasting their time, but at the end of the day, it's what it's really their their level of self care is them being outside, having fun. Um, it, that's the way I hear it when you say it. Would you say that? Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. And it's also critical thinking. I mean, think about when we were young, when we were outside. You had to learn how to do things outside. You had to tap into a different level of thinking. Okay, if I want to get to the top of this tree, how am I going to do that? There's no one there to talk to you. There was no one there usually. You know, your parent may be around or what have you, but it was really you and that tree. You had to think about how I'm going to climb to this tree. Where am I going to put my elbow? Where am I going to put my leg? How am I going to get to the top? That is critical thinking and analyzation at its best. Wow. So fast forward, if you look at our generation now, what is the number one thing that teachers and educators are saying that these kids and even millennials are missing? Critical thinking. They can't, they have a challenge of thinking through basic everyday concepts 
you know, 0.1 to 0.3 because they haven't had that experience of critical thinking. So, you know, it's just so important for kids. And also it taps into the learning styles. Not every kid learns the same way. There are some kids that just have some amazing, that are just nature learners. And if you keep them inside, you are not even tapping into the way that they learn and the way that they thrive. And so that's why it's just so important to be outside. You know, Daryl, I could speak on kids all day. I know it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's just my passion, obviously, as you can hear. Yes, it's her passion, but but it's also um, the way she serves the world, in my opinion. I've I've had conversations with Rosine talking about kids and the educational system, and I, I, I can tell you without a... A shadow of doubt that she is the most insightful, uh, has so much depth, so many solutions. And, and it's, that's really her passion work. Um, if you follow her on Instagram, Twitter, um, it's, it's Kids Success Coach, right? Is that your? Yep. 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 So Kids Success Coach. So this is this is something she's passionate about, but also that's something that she's helping parents literally around the world to um, help their help their kids master their day. Because at the end of the day, yes, you want to master your day, but if you have children, you want to set them up till they're mastering their day. So, but good stuff, great stuff. So we're, we're just getting started, y'all. We we only at the <laughs> the morning time of our day. <laughs> so that that morning time specifically for me, that's literally the most important time of my day. I know that when I take care of that morning ritual, um, I won't get into mine today, but we're going to talk about Rosine and. Just tell me, like, when you, like, what's the importance of that morning ritual? When you don't do it, what do you feel? Oh, wow, that's a great question. When I don't do it, I feel so off. You know, it's just like, I know that something is is missing, you know, and you just, you feel it throughout the day. It feels like you're, it feels like you're racing to catch yourself. Wow. And it's all because you didn't take, that time, you know, in the morning. And, you know, we understand life happens, right? So like the other day, you know, I was having some car issues and then, so it adjusts your morning, right? Yeah. So then it just felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just running to constantly catch up with myself. And then it clicked to me. You didn't do your routine today because I got derailed by, you know, life that happens. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying life doesn't happen. Right. Right. But the key, I'm just using that as an example of, you know, that's what happens when you don't do that. And I think for, for me, for a long time, I was just allowing life to happen and didn't realize that I actually was the master of my, I could control it. So exactly what your podcast is called master your day. I became the master instead of allowing life to become my master. Jeez. I got to add that to the tagline somewhere, Uh, (laughs) but that's so true because you can get to a point, like there's a lot of people who don't think they can control their day. They don't think they can control their focus. They don't think that they can master the day so that they can they, they can master their life and really like you said life is mastering them they're right. they're just going with the ebbs and flows they have ups they have downs and when i say they this used to be me y'all i'm gonna i'm gonna right, be honest right. with you right all of us have, have had that journey where we realized we had to master our day but you can get to a point where you where you actually do master your day and it starts with you know that morning routine having routines which rosine talked about but let's 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 move from the morning it's like after, after you complete your morning routine. Um, you, you had to work, I imagine to your, um, to your building. Walk us through that. Yeah. So, um, generally before I, as I'm, as I'm driving or just right before I, um, I get there, 
before I leave my house, you know, I have my coffee. Everybody knows I'm a coffee drinker. So I get my coffee. I have my morning routine for that. Um, I take some time to um, actually trade. And so I'm also a day trader. So before I, before I step away, you know, I check my phone, I check for my alerts, set those things in. So when I get to work, I'm not worried about that. I can just focus in on work. So when I get to work, I have my morning routine of, um, I get into my office, turn on my computer, and then while my computer's warming up, because, um, you know, you always have to go through those little updates and things for your company. Yep. That's actually when I take some time to walk around the building. So uh-huh. instead of just sitting there for five to seven minutes waiting for this computer to come up, I walk around. I go see my staff. I go see the girls. I walk through the building. It gives me an opportunity to kind of get a feel for how everyone is that day. Yep. And so, you know, for, for people that may lead organizations or, or those types of things or may have a team that they're responsible for, it's really important as you can to have that FaceTime. And especially in a time like this, I realize how important that is. Yeah. So they can see my face. I can see them. I can kind of gauge what their day is looking like, you know, what they did last night, what have you. So I usually do that. And then I usually just jump right into either my first meeting or if I have some downtime prior to a meeting, I'm prepping for that. And so that's generally how that day at work happens. Because I'm in an educational setting, my day is very, every day is different. So Mm -hmm. one day can be filled with a whole bunch of meetings. Another day can be filled with being in the classroom supporting the girls. Another day can be filled with, with me out in the community. So it really all depends. But no matter what, that morning routine sets me up for whatever my day in the building or at my company is going to look like. Wow. So let, let's let's go two different paths here. The first path, let's say you are prepping for a um, meeting or you have what I call focus work where you have to, you know, just get down and get clear and um, walk us through that. Like what, what do you do to get prepared or to uh, engage in your focus work? Yeah, um, I usually... That's when I turn off my email. I have learned that if you keep your email up um, all day, you become a slave to email. So um, and it's hard because every time you hear that ding, you're like, oh, I have to respond. You actually don't have to respond right then. That's why it's email. (laughs) And I I had to learn that the hard way. I'm like, you know, if someone really needs to talk to me, they're going to pick up the phone and call me. So. I usually put that away. And when I'm working on focus work, there are two things that I have with me. I have my work journal that I use. And really, it's more of a work notebook where I can write down, um, you know, the the notes from the meeting. But prior to that, I actually carry my success journal. I My success journal by um, Dr. Stacia Pierce. I have that. If you've been on my Instagram or if anybody knows me just in, in general, I carry that with me everywhere I go. So whether I'm traveling, whether I'm at work, if I'm going into a meeting, I always have my success journal because that's where I actually write down my intentions for that meeting or my intentions for that day. So then it helps me not get derailed. So I carry that with me. So I have one place where I'm taking down my notes, but I have another place where this is the intention for this meeting. And that's the importance of the focus work for me. So that allows me to really start thinking through so I can take advantage of the time that we have. So if it's an hour meeting, I have to stay on track because these are my three intentions. Once I've hit those, my meeting is over. It doesn't matter if it lasted an hour or not. Wow. I mean, there's so much. I mean, she she talked for maybe a minute, but there's probably an hour worth of content in what she just said. Uh, number one, uh, turning off email. That's something I've, I've learned to do too. I mean, even 
I go as far as to turn off notifications on my phone. I don't, I, I try not to let anything come in during my focus work because I know for me, like most people don't get ahead it's because they don't know how to do focus work. Their day is like this controlled by people, controlled by notifications, controlled by, and if, you, you, if you're a phone person, which everybody at this point is a phone person, you're getting notifications from games, from, from your email, mm-hmm. from text messages. And if you're trying to do focus work, you got to eliminate all that. So that's mm-hmm. a, a key point that she said. Another, another key thing that she said, she said intentions, intentions. You know, you can start a meeting, you can start anything that you do, but you got to have intentions on what you want to get out of that particular meeting, what you want to get out of that presentation that you're doing for that day. But that's amazing that those, but another huge, huge, huge key, y'all, she, she talked about Dr. Stacia Pierce, which is actually our mutual coach. Um, yes. And she talked about su- the success journal and I have my success journal literally right here and I can attest to it. It's more than just a journal. You know, it's, it's something that's going to help you to be productive, but also it's going to be something that's going to help you to manifest. Right. It's, again, when I talk about time management versus heart management, see, our it's, time doesn't produce. I'm going to say this one again. Once again, time doesn't produce. Your heart produces over time. And what I love about the success journal is it's, it's a heart tool. It helps you to pull out the things in your heart to manifest the life that you want. So awesome stuff, Rosine. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so yeah, you, no, thank you. So you've had a, a, a long day of meetings or obviously the day is different. Um, depending on the day, but you had a a long day of meetings or working with your girls. Let's say, you know, towards the end of your day, what, what, what are you doing after you leave the office? Right. And so depending on the day, um, that's when I actually schedule in a workout. So I'm really, again, trying to work on me. So thank you, Daryl, for all of your support on that. So (laughs) trying to stay consistent with making true, healthy lifestyle changes. And so Part of that for me is working out. It helps reduce my stress, but it also obviously is helping me toward my um, weight goal that I have um, by the end of the year. So I am 88 days away. So excited for for that. But so I typically um, drive home and, you know, God bless I for traffic. So (laughs) when I get home is when I get home. But thankfully, you know, when you talked about manifestation, I want to go back to this journal, though, because one of the things that I did manifest from my journal is actually having a personal trainer, but a personal trainer that will come to my home. Wow. And I didn't, it was such a mental and money block for me. I'll just be honest. Cause I just thought, Oh my gosh, you know, only the Kardashians can afford that. Like who can, you know, have a personal trainer and who can have someone come to their home. Right. Wow. And thankfully, you know, I wrote it in my journal and it was a goal of mine and that manifested this year. And I was so grateful for that because it just let me know that, you know, don't be afraid to put down what you really, really want. And that goes back to, you know, your whole idea of that heart, right? Of what do you really want? What's going to work for you? And I'm grateful that I wrote it down, found someone, she is great. And she was the one, the funny thing is that I didn't even ask for it. She said, you know what? I can tell, you know, your schedule changes a lot. I will come to you. Wow. I was like, you will do that? She was like, yeah, I fu- fully will do that. And then I went to go look back in my journal and it said, a personal trainer that will come to my home. So I was like, yes. So um, that's exciting. So typically that will happen. Um, Depending again on the evening, I may have um, an event. Now a lot of our events are virtual. So sometimes I am still working in the evening. I'm either 
working on completing or conducting a virtual event or I'm working on my own individual business. I have multiple components of my own business, whether I'm coaching clients or working on content to get out. So I will do that. At some point, I either cook or order dinner. (laughs) The the cooking part, we're still navigating here, (laughs) Daryl. But at some point, the household does eat. So either either I will order out or I will, you know, depending on the time that I have in the evening, I'll cook at home. And then I take some time just to take care of household things. So one thing, someone that's so, so dear to me, she was like a grandmother to me. I didn't grow up really close to my grandmothers. And so um, this woman, um, Minister Martha Pierce, um, I called her affectionately Grandma Pierce. And she... um, was Dr. Stacia's um, mother-in-law and, you know, our, our pastor's mother, but she was such a, just a, she was a grandma to me. And so I would talk to her about how did you do this? And how did you cook for all these kids and all that? And so she gave me a nugget one time about how she did her laundry. And so she said, I do at least a load in the morning and a load in the evening. And so I have really lived by that. So that because I hate when laundry gets behind. And Mm -hmm. so usually in the evening, I'm either putting in a load or completing a load or folding a load or doing something like that. And then usually before I go to bed, I'm tapping back in. I'm checking over my plans for the next day. So this is, again, part of that focus work. Right. So I'm preparing my calendar for the next day putting in my goals and intentions in my journal, writing my gratitude list. And then um, depending on what happens with our trading team, I am either on a session um, with our trading team or setting up my trades for the next day. And then um, I try to, I really am trying for most nights to go to bed around the same time, which is anywhere between, I would say about 1130, between 11 and 12 is usually when I try to get to bed. If I can go sooner, I will, but it's usually, it usually lands around that time. Wow. Wow. I mean, that again, guys, like this, like everything you just heard, the, the thing that I'm getting from it is that there's an intention behind everything. Um, yes, every day is different, but there's some things that what I call you have anchors to your day. It's things that you're going to do every day, no matter what. And you can you can see that Rosie has it set up in our day. But I just want to go back to um, what you manifesting um, the personal training, because that was good, because one of the things you talked about is you 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 had the intention, you had the desire but you didn't necessarily put it out there. But once you put it out there, it came to you. So I mean, just talk a little bit on that. Like how how was that when, when you knew that in the past, you didn't even think it was possible, but you wrote it in your journal, but now you're living that out. How does that feel? That feels amazing. Um, it feels amazing. It also is, um, it's liberating in a sense, right? Because it's like, anything that I really want that obviously has positive intent and good intent and goodwill behind it, I can actually have. And I think again, so this is me putting on my childhood hat. I think sometimes we lose that going from childhood to adulthood. You know, I work with our, our also volunteer a lot with our children in our children's ministry. Um, that's really, really important to me. So not only do I work with kids, um, you know, as my job, but, you know, working with children is my purpose. And so that's where it really all birthed for me was in my church. And so I'm, I'm committed to that. Like there's nothing that will take me away from that. Cause I know everything that I'm doing and anything that I do is connected to my church and my belief in God and 
and the fact that he opened this path for me. Wow. Like I wouldn't even be on this path if it weren't for my church and my pastors seeing something in me that I didn't see. Wow. And so, you know, I give to, I love giving to the kids, but what's so exciting about these kids, first of all, they are hilarious. They are absolutely hilarious in this Zoom church that kind of world life that we're living in right now. Yeah. But what really stood out to me, Daryl, about this, what you're saying about manifestation is that these kids ask for big things and they believe Wow! like we were, you know, we were, we did a lesson about, you know, we wanted them to talk about, talk big about their confessions and, you know, about how your words have meaning and that you can manifest what you want. You know, I'm thinking, you know, they're three, four, five, six. I'm thinking they're going to say, Oh, I want a new puppy. And some of them did, you know, Oh, I want a new toy. And some of them did, but they also came back with, and I want to have a million dollar business. Wow. I want a million subscribers on YouTube. I was like, wait, what? What? Wow. I don't have that many subscribers on YouTube. Right. I was like, wait a minute. I, don't, I need to, you know, up, update my manifestations. But it blew my mind in the fact that their honest, their childlike faith didn't stop them for believing for what they wanted. And they said it as confident and as plain as they. One of the little kids showed up with their check. Like, this is how much I'm going to make in my business. And it literally said his name and a million dollars. Wow. And I was like, this child is seven years old. Where is the block, right, that happens? And I think life becomes the block because if we allow it from childhood to adulthood, right? And so that's what had happened to me. You know, you have these big, big dreams and then life experiences happen to you and they Again, back to what you said, sometimes your life masters you unless you take control of it. And so for me being able to manifest this trainer, it reminded me that, hey, you have to be able to still have that childlike faith and believe no matter what these circumstances are saying. And once you release that really becomes a mental block at that time everything that you desire in life can begin to start coming to you. Wow. Wow. Now now you guys might be thinking like, what does this have to do with my day? And the answer is everything, right? If you don't have belief, like your days are going to be filled with unbelief. It's going to be filled with doubt. It's going to be filled with fear. Like um, when it comes to belief, like when it comes to your day overall, I like to say that life isn't, life is about feeling and you're going to bring your feelings to the day. So if you feel filled with fear, you're going to bring fear to your day. If you feel filled with uh, anger or any of those type of feelings, you're going to bring that to your day. So you want to have and build your belief in yourself, build your belief in your God, build, build your belief in your future, because that's going to carry you to the success that you want in life. Um, so awesome stuff, Rosine. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, we, we, we're getting towards the end, y'all, but I, it, her day has just been so, so, so filled with great content. Um, but I, I got another question for you, Rosine. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on, particularly in this moment with COVID. We got the elections coming around. You got riots going on. You got just so much. It's like in my whole lifetime, I've never seen it um, with so many distractions that can take you off focus. Yeah. So, so the question is, like, what do you do to maintain your positivity, maintain your focus throughout your day and to keep your eyes focused on your vision? Because it's obvious that you're doing that. But share us, how how are you doing that? That's so good. And I love your word distraction because that that's that's perfect. People I've heard it crisis. I've never heard it as distractions. And so that's really, really good because that's really what it is. Right. I honestly would have to say 
it's all about who you're connected to. And I think you have to be truly connected to inspirational people and being connected to my mentors, my great friends. We all have, because we are connected to them, we have a level of positivity that we can continue to keep amongst each other. Wow. Like, you know, in, in any of our group chats or even when we're contacting each other, you know, um, face to face, we're, we're not talking about distractions. We're talking about celebrations. Wow. Oh, so-and-so just retired before 40. So-and-so in a pandemic, so-and-so just had a, you know, four, four figure day in trading. This person just got this new contract. All, I mean, all of the amazing things that have been happening to all of my friends whom I actually call family in these last eight months has been phenomenal, wow. but that's all connected to our mentors and our coaches and these inspirational people uh, that also serve as our spiritual, um, our pastors, because we're constantly getting inspiration all the time. Wow. And I think when you are surrounded by positivity, you can stay positive and they fight to make sure that they're always giving us inspiration and that we take, we're willing to take that in. And I think on the flip side where people are getting distracted and I'll use other people that I know, whether that be family or what have you, you know, they live on CNN and I'm not saying you don't want the news, you know, and, and that's not the point, but, but if that's the only thing you're hearing and there's no inspiration, there's no positivity, there's no way you won't be just ambushed with all of these things and have a level of negativity. So for me, I'm just grateful for my mentors, Dr. James and Dr. Shasha Pierce and Ariana Pierce, their whole family. And I say that, honestly, I've shouted from the rooftops because being able to have people that you can go to in a time full of distractions that can make sure you don't get distracted, that are reminding you, hey, even in all of this, you still have a purpose even in all of this, you still have something to do. And even in all of this, there is creativity. You can still make money. You can still grow and prosper. That right there is life changing. And that's the only way I've been able to truly stay positive in these times and I get caught in the distractions because of the people I have around me. Wow. I mean, that 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 was amazing. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk directly to the listeners today. And some of you and I love you guys, but some of you, you might be challenging whether what Rosine is saying is true. And I know Rosine, I know she's telling the truth, but what, what can happen is you can live in your own bubble. You, you create your own bubble. Like you, you see a person like Rosine that's happy, that's thriving, that's, that's pushing, and despite everything that's going on, and you say, well, she's just living in a bubble. But if, if you look at that that way, I would challenge you and I say, you're probably living a bubble too. You just don't know what kind of bubble it is. It's a negative bubble. It's a bubble filled wow. with, you know, different things. All of us live in a bubble. It's just up to us on the bubble that we want to create in life. And she gave so many different things that you can do, just connecting to the right people, uh, having mentors in your life, um, having friends that are winning, that are, that's going towards their goals. Now, some of you guys, you might be in a position where you have this set up. But you might be in a position where you're so far from this that you don't even see it as possible. 
What would you say to those people, Rosing? Like, if they, they, they don't have a group of friends, they don't have mentors, they don't they don't have any of this any of these things set up. Number one, you, you need to do that. But let's before they can do that, what what would you say to them? What can they do to get themselves in a positive track? The first thing that I would say is make a decision that you want a different outcome. Because when you simply make the decision that you want something different, that's when you'll be able to see it around you. The second thing that I would say is, is get a success journal um, and know, you know, all facts, because that's when you can really start writing out the outcome that you want. And I think that's going to be important. Mm -hmm. And the third thing, because once you've made a decision, you start writing it out. The third thing is, is that being able to actively seek it. And so actively seeking it means I'm going to turn off CNN. I'm going to purposely make the decision to turn off CNN for an hour. Maybe, you know, you can't do the whole day or what have you. But for this hour, I'm going to turn off CNN and I'm going to do something I like to do, whether it's going outside, whether it's, you know, um, talking to a, a friend I haven't spoken to, whether it's reading a book. But that's how you start that path. And then you'll begin to see that there there are easier ways to bring positivity in your life than what you think. Mm -hmm. It's just hasn't been something that has been visible for you because it may not have been something that you have made a decision that you want to that you want to do. Yeah, no, that's good. And it, it brought up a quote that I know. And I don't know if I'm stealing this quote from someone or I just thought about it. But for me, wherever your focus goes, your life flows. Wherever your yeah, focus goes, your life flows. And um, quote whoever I stole this from, but it just came to my mind <laughs> here. Uh, but it's it's so true because where you wherever you place your focus, and it's not not your overall focus, but your everyday focus where you focus every single day, that's going to determine how you feel. That's going to determine uh, what you create. So you have control over your feelings. Like there's people that's telling you in the world that, uh, that your anxiety uh, or depression or all these negative feelings is just something you have to live and cope with. But at the end of the day, and this is might be controversial. I'm going to say that for 95 percent of the people, all you have to do is take your focus off of negative things. Now, yes, there are some people that, that might have some type of a mental disorder or anything like that. But for 95 percent of the people, all you have to do is take control of your focus. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling uh, filled with depression or fear, any of that stuff, just focus on positive things. And that means eliminating the negative and just focusing on positive things. And you got to do it every day, y'all. You can't do it uh, every now and then. You got to do this every day. In order to master your day, you got to master every day. You got to show up every day. What happens is you, you can get into a flow where you're having bad days and you can grow used to bad days, but you got to get into a rhythm. And one of my courses, Master Your Day, Master Your Life, I talk about the importance of rhythm. You got to get into a positive rhythm. And way you, the way you get into a positive rhythm, you got to do like Rosine said, you got to have routines and you got to execute on those routines every single day. Day. You got to show up every single day. It can't be every now and then. It has to be every single day. So we, we've had a great time with Rosine. I appreciate you jumping on today. I appreciate you sharing so many nuggets um, that I know that our listeners will be able to benefit from to master their 24 hours. 
But just any any parting words um, that you will leave the listeners with, and also let us know where we can find you. Any um, great things you have out there. Well, thank you so much. And again, thank you, Daryl, for inviting me to to come and to share and to um, and to just be a part of this. This is an amazing um, platform. So excited for all the great things happening for you. And it's really my honor to even be invited to be a part of this. So thank, thank you. you. I think I would just any parting words is just really um, I think it goes back to the first question you asked me about that pivotal moment, I think really it just all boils down to a decision, right? And I think we've all had those moments, whether it be actual life and death or whether it be, um, you know, literally or figuratively, we've all had those moments. And I think we all have the ability to just simply make a decision that we are choosing to control our day and control our life. And if you can't do that, I think the biggest thing for me has been um, the presence of people that can help me and not being afraid to ask for help when you need it. And, you know, being willing to be open to coaches and mentors, whether they are older than you or younger than you, you know, being open to have people around you that can help you and that are willing to be able to share with you, but you have to be open enough to receive that. And I think that's the biggest thing whenever we're talking about making a change or doing something differently, you have to be able to open yourself up to new guidance and new information. And a lot of times that will come through other people. So being open to, to have a mentor, being open to a coach, and just being open to listen to someone that has mastered what you are trying to do. No, that's good. And when I hear you say being open, the word that comes to mind um, is you have to be humble. Um, yes. A lot of times, you know, we can get our in our own way where we think, I got to do this. I got to make this thing happen. I can do this on my own. But at the end of the day, you know, life wasn't created this way. There's a reason why there's other people in the world. And there's other people that are much, much more successful than you. You got to realize that it's a reason. And there's a reason why they're much more successful than you. You just got to humble yourself and say, okay, I need to learn what they're doing. I need to learn how they're massing their day so that I can be, you don't necessarily have to be on their level, but you have to become the best version of you. And whether that's, you know, super, super great or maybe it's super above average. We we don't know what that is, but it's the best version of you. You got to be real to yourself. And what you'll do is you'll put yourself on a path where you accomplish things you never even thought was imaginable. You'll put yourself on a path where you'll do things that you you didn't even think was even possible. Like when I broke through on my day, I'm going to just, I don't, I'm going to rant again. But <laughs> but I, I was. It's good. Yeah, I was to a point, guys, where I had, I had a decent amount of success. I was making um, six figures in my 20s, which I look, I, I just. That's ma- amazing. Thank you, thank you. I magically found this, that, that this was a. Um, that would have put me in my age bracket in the top 1%. I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm just saying this is where I was at. But I was filled with so much anxiety, so much like just depression. And, you know, it, it was okay success, but it wasn't like the best level of success that I I could have had. So um, when it comes to master your day, yes, it's, it's about reaching your goals, but at the end of the day, it's also about how you feel, how you show up, Um, your level of happiness and positivity in your life. 
So when we talk about Master Your Day in this podcast, we're not talking about just making money, which is important. We're not just talking about reaching your goals, but we're also talking about how your heart is, how positive you are, how happy you are. Not not just surface happy. You post on Instagram or Facebook that something happened. That's some in some cases that can be fake happy. But at the end of the night, when you go to sleep, how happy are you then? Like, are you fulfilled? Are you are you really happy with the life that you've created? So thank you so much, Rosine. Um, tell us, tell thank the listeners, you. tell the audience, where can they um, uh, connect with you? Where can they learn more about you? Um, let, let us know. Absolutely. Um, I am on Instagram at um, Rosine Johnson or the Kids Success Coach. So I have two pages. Um, um, so that will work um, as well as Facebook, Rosine Johnson as well as Twitter, which is Kids Success Coach. So any of those uh, platforms, we have an updated website coming along, but our current website is www.kidzkidssuccesscoach.com. And um, we'll be launching our new site before the end of the year. So excited about that. But again, thank you so much, Daryl, for just allowing me to share, for even finding me worthy enough to, to be here, because this is a huge, huge platform a huge um a huge topic and again i'm just grateful that um that you found it fit for me to be able to share and um, i'm just excited for all the great things that are happening for you absolutely well thank you so much and we're going to give rosine a big round of applause to close this out. thank you thank you so much Rosine. <laughs> thank you